Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 618, the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And I'm all alone for now. Brandon Piller is out on the West Coast, but he did join me for an interview with a BC boy. Angus Crookshank, a great friend of the show, is back to tell us how close he was to returning from his knee injury at the end of last season, his expectations going forward, and a whole lot of great stuff in between. I'll also touch on Ridley Gregg's injury and what that means for Team Canada. We'll check in on the rest of the Sens prospects as the World Juniors reaches the semifinals. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Friday, August 19th. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to subscribe to the Locked On Senators channel, like the videos by clicking the thumbs up, and please leave a comment as well. We want to know who you have winning the World Juniors. The semifinals are set. It's Canada against Czechia, and then we've got Finland Versus Sweden. Great rivalry in the late game. It'll be 8 o'clock Eastern. The Finns, of course, with two Sens prospects. Levy Marilainen will start in goal. And Roby Yarventi. How about a big four-point game as the Finns cruise past the quarterfinal matchup they had on their side. Meanwhile, on the early side of tomorrow's World Junior game, it will be Zach Ostapchuk against Thomas Hamara. We aren't sure just yet what the status is of Ridley Gregg outside of that he had no visibility in practice today. Off the ice, but, I mean, no update afterwards. What are, what are they going to do? Make him practice even if he's bit banged up? I don't think that he's going to play, but again, crazier things have happened. We saw what Barrett Hayton did a couple World Juniors ago playing the gold medal game with a separated shoulder. For the Senators' sake... If he's anything but uh, 90%, you want to let him battle through a bit. I think he did because he left one of the pre-tournament games but was no worse for wear. But if there's any doubt, it's a shoulder. And he took a big hit, mm, didn't have the puck, but would he have put that same hit on an opposing player? Probably. However, when it comes to Ridley Gregg's status, of course, long-term health is paramount. It seems like it's a shoulder. We saw what happened when Shane Pinto came back too early from his shoulder. Seems like a rite of passage, though. Josh Norris with his shoulder last season. Tyler Boucher with his shoulder last season. So hopefully it's nothing serious with Ridley Gray because Dave Cameron called him his most consistent player throughout this tournament. So unfortunately, it's not going to be the case in all likelihood that he plays tomorrow, but we will likely see a more expanded role for Zach Ostapchuk as well. So hopefully he can take advantage of that. The World Juniors final will be on Saturday afternoon. Of course, our next show after today will be Monday. We've got a great interview coming up with Cam O'Neill. How close was Cam O'Neill 
to being a Nodak Sen. He tells us that and a whole lot more. But today's interview with Angus Crookshank, I mean, you know what we feel about Angus Crookshank on this show. Big fan of who he is as a person and the way he plays. Like We talk about what an energy line could look like down the road of Parker Kelly, who he trains with, by the way, through the offseason, and Mark Castelli. Imagine those two with, with Angus Crookshank just getting under the skin of opposition players. Tons of speed, tons of heart. That's what Angus Kirkshank brings to the table and a great interview as well. So why don't we get to that interview with Angus Kirkshank just after a quick word from our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the only sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network and for great reason. Because it's where all the odds, props, and lines are. Why wouldn't you go to betonline.net for everything you need in one easy place and well they've got your sports scores podcasts news right like i said it's your one-stop shop for everything you need and they're a great sponsor of ours here long-term sponsor the locked on podcast network so check them out at betonline.net it's where the game starts all right let's get to our interview with belleville senators forward sends prospect it's angus crookshank all right, we now welcome on a friend of the show, Ottawa Senators prospect, Angus Crookshank. Crooker, last time we spoke to you, you were on the road to recovery from a blown-up knee, we'll call it. How are you feeling, first things first? Where are you at in your recovery process? I'm ready to go, boys. I am, have no restrictions. I've been pretty much ever since I came home from Vancouver, I've been skating probably seven, eight, nine times a week, just as pretty much as much as I can, just getting is i mean my kind of outlook on this summer was it's going to be the most important summer of my life coming off of what was obviously not uh, an ideal way to start off your pro career but uh you know what stuff happens for a reason and all i can do is just put put the work in and uh give it a good go at camp yeah, I'm glad to hear you you say you're uh, you're back to it because uh, we were very fired up for you to start uh, kick things off after a nice short stint in Belleville. Saw you had some success, and we were ready for you to have a big season. But I was talking to uh, Igor Soklov and met up with him, and uh, he was telling me that when the Belleville was in the playoffs, you were very close to returning. It was kind of one of those things where it was like you could return, but you're putting yourself at risk. How, how do we calculate this? And ultimately it sounded like uh, everyone decided it was best for you to just wait. How, how are you feeling in, in those moments? Let's get a firsthand uh, take on that uh, whole uh, space and time. Uh, I think you guys could probably guess my, what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, we want yeah, to see I mean, number 91 flying out there. Hey, eh, correct. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, no I, I wanted to play obviously. Um, the coaching staff wanted me to play. I firmly believe I would have made a difference. Um, but you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, like looking back at it, it the what we did was the right thing. God forbid something yeah. happens and then I'm out for God knows how long. Um, well, we saw that with two, with two guys last year, right? Shane Pinto came back and then yeah. got hurt in his, his first game. And then even just trying to play Jake Sanderson then re-injured himself. So you never hear somebody saying they took too long to come back from injury, right? Yeah, especially, I mean, it's a little different if it's, I don't know, like bumps and bruises here and there and that sort of stuff and stuff. Especially when playoff time, you kind of just grind through stuff. But, uh, I mean, I obviously wanted to play, but it's, I mean, management at the end of the day, they're the one ones that kind of control 
my destiny and what kind of they see for me. So I mean, at the end of the day, it is their decision. And I respect their decision. They're looking out for me and my kind of, I guess, my long-term outlook, which I, I mean, I guess I'll take that for the compliment that it is. Yeah. Um, as much as I wanted to play, I think the right call was made, but it was, it was eating me alive watching that Rochester series. Holy crap. Oh, we, we can relate. We were uh, pretty frustrated about it as well. Now, obviously that series was too short and uh, we can yeah. get into uh, the playoff format in a second here, but I'm just curious, was there kind of a, a set out timetable? Like, Hey, if uh, Belleville is able to advance and make it to this round at this date, then we're a little more comfortable. Were those kind of discussions happening? Not really because they knew if they gave me an inch rope, I'm going to take a mile. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they couldn't really say anything like that, which fair enough, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I set like little goals for myself. I firmly believe like I was ready, ready to play, uh, May 1st. Like I was, I felt as though I was full tilt. Like I was playing three on three against guys that like the guys that weren't playing or guys, other guys that were injured and going up yep. against the coaching staff and they were playing me. I mean, Ben Saxon who's the assistant coach over there. I mean, you should ask Soko about our three on three games between me and sexy. <laughs> um, but like they, those were like the like checks are being finished guys, like leaning into guys, stops, starts, all that sort of stuff. So I, I felt confident doing that, but I mean, the doctors, the doctors know more than me as much as I hate to admit that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's uh, they didn't really kind of set out any goals. Cause I, I knew I'd find a way they knew That's I'd fair. find a way to kind of push it. Yeah. Well, talking about uh, those doctors, you spent some time living with Jerry Town, and you were in his basement last time we uh, we spoke to him. So, talk about a wealth of knowledge and experience. He's going into his 18th season with the organization. He's seen it all. Were there any comparables or stories that he told you to kind of help you along through the process? Talked about Marion Hosa. Marion Hosa did his knees okay. first year. And his, yeah, that would have been. They came up at the same time. Yeah, same time. That's, um yeah Hosa did his knee and I mean he turned out to have a pretty pretty okay career mm-hmm. Hall, of um, Famer. Hall of Famer multi-time Stanley Cup winner that's all right. <laughs> yeah. right I suppose but uh yeah he just said like not even not even so much knee stuff guys how kind of relying on him kind of hearing his firsthand accounts about guys that have had long-term injuries how they've kind of progressed through it I mean there's the biggest thing he said it's okay to have bad days like obviously you want every single day your rehab to be, you want to push the needle as much as you can. But at the end of the day, like when you're out for eight, nine months, like not every day is going to be a positive day. You're going to have setbacks and learning how to deal with those setbacks in a good way to then kind of push it past and almost use like that setback to motivate you even further. Um, so, I mean, relying on him and kind of his wealth of knowledge when it comes to that sort of stuff and what he's seen throughout his years was so helpful and beneficial for me in my rehab. I literally cannot thank that family enough. Yeah, well, that's for, awesome. For everything that they, they've done for me. That was awesome that they were able to take you in and, and talk about, yeah, just being around and being able to to not – like imagine they sent you back and I don't know if this ever happens, but it's like, Oh, I'm going to go rehab back home. But I feel like even just for the mental side of it, being around the team, I know we, we saw you at uh, Plas bell for, for the Belleville home opener as well. So how much do you think that being around the team helped you through this whole process as well? A ton, not, not even like obviously being around the team, but you, if I was at home, 
and I'd be, I wouldn't be able to afford to getting treatment seven days a week. Yeah. Like that's just an insurmountable cost for sure. Um, so being able to stay in Ottawa, be around the NHL guys, be around, be around the boys in Belleville. Like I, it, I not only learned a ton, but it gave me this whole new appreciation for the game that I never re- really had. Well, what, let me rephrase. I have loved hockey more than anything in my life. And I think if you ask anyone that knows me, they know that, but you kind of, after having that taken away from you, you grow this whole new kind of motivation and, it's it, it was in a way like it, it took me a while to kind of fully absorb it right but once it kind of once i figured it out it was like holy crap like this is like it almost reaffirmed like this is i'm doing everything i'm doing what i want to do for the rest of my life and i will do whatever it takes to make that goal come true so you were injured i want to say mid september so we're coming up on on almost a year yeah, since wow. the injury what was the longest injury you had to deal with before this one? A couple months for a broken collarbone. Yeah. Like Which not I, even like, in the I, same was, stadium, not in the same sport. Yeah. Again, I, I thought I was losing my marbles at that point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was, it's, it's kind of crazy to consider the fact I have not played a hockey game in a year. Yeah. And wasn't it like first period might've been early second. Like it, it wasn't yeah, second period of second game. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so, I mean, it, it was a total fluke thing. Like I don't hold the guy who fell on my leg responsible. Like he just fell on my leg and he happened to be 220 pounds and six foot three. Yeah. So it's, it, I thought it was Pizzetta, but so it was, goes, the, it was the check edge guy. Yeah. That from Hamilton. So, all right, we'll give Igor one one for that one. Me zero. <laughs> yeah, Soko remembered that. That's shocking. I didn't think he had the brain for that. No, no, he's because he. You know why? Because he said he was also chirping that same player later on in the game. Oh yeah, no, you don't. I know he was because Soko yeah. scored and he and he got the penalty and he was roasting the guy in the box. It's meanwhile we're in this like practice facility that's <laughs> dead quiet. We're literally Soko screaming at this guy and it's like. Once it, when Soko gets mad and he's yelling, <laughs> he goes like full Russian. Like his English is so Russian, you can't even understand the guy. You can pick it up. So we were watching on a stream, and I could hear every. Well, I couldn't understand, but I could hear every word he was saying. It was awesome. We were losing it on the bench. Like we were listening to Soko. We're like Soko, like come on, man. So he did it first, eh? Because then Kaslik did the old score and dropped the gloves too. First player in NHL history. What was your reaction when you saw that? Uh, that honestly was the most casty thing I've ever seen. That's what Igor said. Yeah, the, the most casty thing of all time. Like so, like so, you just you just threw the popcorn and obviously it went in, which is unbelievable. Like then the next thing he does is goes and drops the nets. That like how do how do you go from like that? that yeah if i were my first nhl goal i'd be going absolutely berserk i don't care if i get if a guy like ran some ran me from behind i'm still celebrating that baby you could see he only only realized like halfway through the fight you could see he kind of like peeks over pizzetta's shoulder he's like exactly probably heard the horn go off yeah yeah yeah, right right (laughs) yeah yeah. or he heard pilsy and i in the 300s going absolutely (laughs) bananas for that that was the one game i got to in ottawa last year so he picked a good one for That's that sick. one. So did you only hear secondhand of, of the Casty versus Soko scrap in uh, in practice, or did you happen to see that one live? I I was in Ottawa for that. I did hear the aftermath. 
Yeah. So there, there was some tension there for probably a week. Those like, are two go, big like, boys. Like, well, no, no, no. Like, no, and they're still boys. But, like, you know how hockey is. You get, like, your emotions get high. But, like, so, like, it was done with after the fact. But, like, I don't know. I could... I kind of like to stir the pot a bit. So I'll kind of bring up the fact like, oh, like Cassie, like, or like if Soko and Cassie are in the room, I'll kind of like poke at it. And then all of a sudden, the next 30 minutes, you just hear him in the other room arguing about it. <laughs> but no, it's, it's kind of funny. Those have to be, yeah, two of the biggest guys on the team. So I'm sure that there was, uh, I, I, let's say, I hope at least that they held back a tiny bit. Or do you think that was like, Full out as though they were going. I at, think it might have been a wires crossed. We're going for kind of moment. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, in a practice where Troy's already running them through the paces, maybe not too impressed. Battle drills. Igor was saying all over the place. So yeah, temperatures, heat, man. But that's good, man. You want to practice how you play, right? No, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I don't think it was. I think at, for the probably for, if I was to guess, I wasn't there. But if for the first probably 10, 15 seconds, it was probably pretty legit. And then they kind of realized what they were doing. Yeah, because that could get out of hand. Two big boys like that. Uh, you're same yeah. team, same team guys. So uh, maybe well, keep it down there. Well, and also let's let's call a spade a spade here. I think Mark can fight a little better than Igor. Yeah, <laughs> Igor, I think would would say the same. But that yeah, yeah that, that's fair enough. <laughs> hey, since we're on um, LOSP stories from the summer, your name came up with Carson Latimer. You took yeah. him out for his first round of golf there, and uh, I guess he didn't realize that what the cost was going to be. <laughs> What's 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 your side of that one during the playoff run? Lats on the golf course also just makes me laugh. Like he must be an absolute character out there. Yeah, like he's just he's kind of funny. Like he's so innocent in everything he does. Yeah. So just like him on the golf course, it's like like if he has a bad shot, he's like, oh man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. That's but, awesome. Uh, no, it was uh he's a good kid, but no, it like it was fun. Like we would, uh, for the guys that kind of weren't playing, like all the junior guys, we had, we had a whole bunch of guys that kind of joined the team, but I mean, during the playoffs, I mean, outside of like rids, it's kind of tough for those junior guys to kind of get slotted into the lineup. Cause right. I mean, tensions are high. It's tough to play your first pro game if it's a playoff game. Um, so they were kind of hanging out with us, like working out skating with us. So we would have like probably three teen times in a row, like pretty much like every single day, our day would be done at like one. So we just go to the course and go to the course and swing him for a bit. But no, Lats is actually a really good player. He probably shoots like 74, 75. What's nice. your game like? Mine, mine's gotten a lot better. It's sorry about the dog in the back. I'm not sure. That's it's all good. He's like just a golf fan. Uh, yeah, exactly. Clearly. Um, but no, I'm probably in around the same. My game's kind of really started to pick up a little bit, which has been nice. Nice. It's a sick course, eh? There, I still haven't played. What's it called? Black Bear? Yeah, Black Bear Ridge. Yeah, and now it's your official course. So now last might not have to worry about the green fees next time. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <no>. hopefully. <laughs> um, uh, have you been able to get out uh, back home? Where Where are we talking to you from, by the way? Where's home for you in the offseason? Uh, so I'm in Vancouver. My parents moved up to the interior in Vernon. Um, but nice. I'm still staying Lake down Okanagan. Down. Sweet. It's really nice up there. Yeah, but uh, you know, I'm staying here in Vancouver with uh, with my aunt just because the training down here. I kind of my I've had my routine from previous years. I didn't really want to switch that up, to be honest with you. For sure. Who do you uh, skate with? Uh, I skate with uh, John Calvano, Justin Rye, and uh, 
a group named Quantum Speed. Okay, Being, cool. It's Kels and I both skate with them actually. Oh, nice. Oh, awesome. uh, with the Quantum Speed, I'm actually so I'm driving back to Ottawa, and I'm stopping in Edmonton for three days, and we'll be skating with Quantum in there. So I'll stay. Okay, Kels. Kels just got a house. Funny enough, so might have to get them a little housewarming gift or something like that. Hey, there you awesome. go. That's awesome, man. Talk about the shift disturber, eh? Like, what? Oh. Uh, how much fun is it watching him buzz around out there? Well, he he is a black. It's hilarious to watch because I we like to think like we kind of joke about it. Like <laughs> he would pretend to get like pissed off at me for getting hurt this year. He's like, mm-hmm. dude, why are you leaving me by myself? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, he is he is hilarious to watch just like he works so damn hard. It's honestly, I've never seen a player work as hard as he does. Yeah. And it's like, he just drives people nuts. Like it's, yeah. I, I don't know. First how, NHL game. He had Jake Muzzin only going after him the entire night. Yeah. Him and Simmons wanted to kill him. Yeah. yeah. Literally oh, yeah. wanted to put his head on a little spit and, <laughs> and put it in the Toronto bench. Yeah. Like it was, it was crazy, but that, that's what Kells can do. Like he, he will just piss off anyone. He doesn't care. Like you could go after Austin Matthews for all he cares. Yeah. He doesn't give a crap about no. it. No. Oh, that's awesome. So, Hey, yeah. so when are you coming back to Ottawa? Are you, are you taking part in the rookie tournament again this year? Or are you graduated? Uh, no, I'm taking part. I, I'm sure you, you want that, right? Yeah, many I, wanted to. I, I wanted to, I wanted to. Exercise I was, the I demons. Talking, yeah. Yeah. Exercise demons. I, I asked for a different number other than 53. That's what yeah, it might be time numbers. to switch that up. Yeah, we yeah, put we'll, the poll we'll up last up. time. I mean, I know 91 is a skill number. I don't know if you want that, the pressure of it, but that won the poll. No, I know it won the poll, but the issue is they don't have the – I mean, at least in Belleville, they didn't have that high a number. Okay, what? so why – Crookshank number. I'm seeing if I can find – oh, wow, I found it right away. 16 finished in second. 16 finished in second. Okay. All right, so I, I – 16 is nice. Yeah, 16 is nice, 16 but you know what, what, whatever it does, I know it's going to do you well. 53 though. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. time for a change. Eh? I need to kick rocks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll be wearing a different number, but yeah, no, I just wanted to get reps in. Like I, I'm tired of training with all due respect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who doesn't training. want a week in Buffalo too? That's true. <laughs> Buffalo is a great, great town. I've heard nothing but great things. Oh but yeah. I, mean, I, I got a funny story. Um, I did a tournament down there, like a youth tournament. And my mom and I flew to Toronto. Then we kind of, we drove down from there and driving into Buffalo, there's the general mills plant, like just outside the city. And I think it's every Wednesday. We drove in on a Wednesday, the entire town smelled like popcorn. Nice. Cause that's when they toast the wheat for the Cheerios Yep. on that day. It's, it was like, (laughs) I'm, I'm smelling popcorn. Like everywhere I go in the city, I'm in, I'm in the rink and it smells like popcorn. I'm in the (laughs) popcorn. Like what is going on here? Until we had, so we had to ask some local, and they were like, "Yeah, so it's when they toast the uh, toast the wheat for the Cheerios." Yeah, well, you want to be around when they do the marshmallows for Lucky Charms. I'm pretty. Is that the right uh, company? I'm, uh, I'm yeah, sure I they've do, got a I marshmallow. So, yeah, I think that, I think they're General Mills. Yeah, yeah, so you want to be around for the Lucky Charms Day for the toasted marshmallows too. Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. Just that's got more. that's got to be hell for speaking of dogs. Your dog was barking like their their senses must be going crazy. Like just looking around for for that smell. Oh, I couldn't even imagine that. And their, their smells are so much more heightened compared to ours. So it'd just be yeah. nuts. Oh, yeah. They're going wild. So what, uh, other than getting healthy, what was kind of the theme of the exit meeting for you? What are they expecting to see from you next year? Uh, I mean, kind of what they expected from me. Like, I mean, realistically, yeah. 
I'll be in the A to at least start. I mean, I haven't, it'd be kind of, kind of crazy to just throw me right to the wolves immediately. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, like, I know I still need to develop. There's some things I still need to round out within my game. And I mean, I have, I certainly have a, a couple goals that I want to set this year and that I have set this year and I'm fully anticipating achieving those. So it's uh, all I can kind of worry about is achieving those goals and doing what I can do to kind of help, whether it's in Ottawa or whether it's Belleville, help the team win and help the team have success. Are you able to share some of those goals with us? Or you want to keep those internal? I think the the two biggest ones are play my first NHL game and yep. be productive in the A, in the A, be a big part of the team. I love that, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see, dude. The last the last season you played for everyone listening, it was like, man, Angus Kirkshank. He's been hurt for a while. This guy had okay, math guy, mm, 40, 30, 36 points in thirty nine games between University of New Hampshire and the Belleville Sense, 16 points in 19 AHL games. Like, you came out of the gate so hot, and it yeah. just must, like, you just got to grind the momentum. Are you watching old, old film at all to be like, hey, I can play in a game a little bit? Because you said it's been so long since you've actually played in a real game. Yes and no. I mean, yeah, like, looking back on that stuff's kind of cool, but, I mean, that's trying to move forward. All I can, yeah. can kind of worry about is my next game. Like, that's that's a perfect answer. It's like the fans are like looking back to look forward, and you're like, no, man, that's in the past. I love it. That's a good answer. Yeah, no, I can't really. What happened happened. If it was great, great. If it was crappy, then so what. Mm-hmm. All I can worry about whatever whatever comes to me next. What's on my mind now is my is what I'm going to do at this next gate. Like, how am I going to beat a defenseman? How am I going to score goals? How am I going to find scenes to, to pass to guys? All that sort of stuff. Did, was there anything, uh, and this is my final question. I know you, you're, you're on the ice, what you said, seven, eight, nine times a week. I love it. So you're, you're yeah. uh, right after we chat with you, you're going to be right back on the ice. But I, I'm wondering, because I'm sure you watched a lot of Ottawa games this year, whether when you were actually in the building or on TV, like, is there anything you tried to pick up from some of the players on the big squad right now that you want to implement in your game going forward? I think the biggest one was just the systems that they play yep. and kind of what what DJ and the coaching staff looks for and kind of seeing the similarities between how Manor kind of sets things up in Belleville and what how how DJ likes kind of his style of play. Um, but honestly, like watching guys, like uh, seeing how Formy did and even when they added, added Joseph at the deadline, what he was able to do, kind of guys that have that energy but have that skill aspect as well and can make plays um because i i firmly believe that's what i can do in my game i can i could be an energy guy and piss people off the way kells does but i can also make plays and score some goals and set things up and create chances hey so, Pilsy, how about how about a kells casty and crooker line Woo! i don't know who's that, gonna want to play against that that would be that'd be a pretty elite line <laughs> yeah, look out for sure. And I, I like the I like the Matthew Joseph kind of. Um, I'm, I'm not saying you're comparing yourself to him, but looking at his game and seeing what he brought, I think I think that's something that could kind of kind of fit with um, what we've seen you do in your game so far. So I I like that comparison for sure. Now, final question for me, Angus, and uh, thanks for joining us, uh, giving us your time. It's always a blast catching up with you. You mentioned a couple of the coaching staff there, but earlier you mentioned Ben Sexton uh, working with you and Igor, and Igor told us that Ben Sexton helped him out a lot with kind of the mental side of his game. 
I just want to kind of give a moment to give some shine to uh, AHL assistant coaches. I feel like they grind so hard, but they never get that shine. What is it that uh, Ben Sexton brings to the table that's helped uh, you, Igor, and the team have success here? He's just so personally invested in getting you to the next level. Yeah. Nice. Like I mean, you hear stories of coaches like in the A, like a couple of my buddies play in the A, whether like in Lehigh and Wilkes-Barre and that sort of stuff. And it's very focused on what they do in the AHL and like having, letting that team have success. But whereas the coach, I mean, it's coaching staff and all Belleville, but the way like sexy is so just, I have a lot to thank for him. Like I will always be grateful for what he's done for me so far. Um, but he's just so personally invested in getting you to that next level. And he is the first guy for the guys that have been called up. Like he's the first guy like cheering them on. Like, yeah, he'll get on you, but it's, to push you in the right direction. And I mean, he's young as well. So you can kind of relate to the guy. I mean, I think really, I mean, talking to him, you'd still be playing if it wasn't for injuries, unfortunately, which kind of ended things for him, but having a guy that's like younger for sure is nice. Cause you can, you can actually shoot it a little bit with the guy and actually have a regular conversation outside of hockey and talk to the guy. Like if you're, you're having personal issues you can talk to sexy about personal issues like whatever whatever is going on in your life he's a great guy to have in your corner like he will fight tooth and nail for us i love it man that's a perfect answer because the yeah like pilsy said these guys deserve a lot of credit and i'm glad that they're focused on not only what you're doing today but where you're going to be tomorrow i think that's a sign of, of true like empathy as well and, and being like i want this guy to have as much success as possible and hey we're right on board with sexy we want you to be, that's such a fun, a weird line to say. We're on board with sex. No, I know. It's, it's, it's sex took me, it took me a while to figure it out. <laughs> like, wait, hmm. But dude, we, we can't thank you enough. Like I, like I messaged you, I think last year, like one of the first times you came on and um, we've done over 150 of these interviews and the amount of people that wrote in was like, yo, Angus is a top three interview. Just a, a great guy. Everyone could connect with you. And you're going to have a lot of fans in Ottawa and in Belleville, wherever you end up. But we're on board with your goals too, man. We can't wait for your first NHL game. And I'll go on record at saying it's going to be the first of many, man. So keep grinding. We're excited that you to finish off the summer here real strong. Make that cross Canada journey. If you need a home cooked breakfast in Winnipeg on your way, you let me know. We'll fire up the grill for you, and then and then get on with the rookie camp, man. We can't wait to see uh, all the success you're going to have this year, man. Thanks for joining us. No, thanks, guys. I mean, it means the world. Kind of talking to you guys. I mean, you guys are so you guys are such great people. So it's easy for me to kind of come out here and talk to you guys. Just kind of shoot it a little bit. It's it's a blast. Won't be the last time, buddy. Go kill 100%, 100%. it. 100%. Thanks, boys. Stick taps to Crooker for joining us. Always a fun interview and great to see that he's back healthy and ready to compete for a spot on the Senators roster come September. A little news from that interview was that Angus will be on the rookie tournament lineup when they play in Buffalo. That tournament is in early September. I've got the dates right here. Again, this is where Pilsy would usually bail me out, you know, talk a little bit but we've got it right here the senators rookie tournament they'll play the 16th the 19th and the 18th probably should say 18th 19th but that weekend right after labor day weekend the following one we'll get senators rookie tournament action in buffalo so we're looking forward to seeing how crooker fares back and it's almost like exercising a demon right he's been able to battle through and get through what was it almost 12 months ago he played his last pro game so excited to see him back in 
action. We're excited to see the entire Ottawa Senators back in action that will happen on October 18th. And we've had a lot of questions and we appreciate them about when the group ticket sales are going on. I've heard back from the Sens ticket rep. The prices are wonderful. And this is a credit to the Senators for taking care of us in a way. Two, 220 section and 320. We're going to offer that way, you know, if you don't want to pay the $60 is what it's going to be. Plus, I think there's some sort of fee, but $60 base fare for 200 level seats for the home opener. Thanks to our friends at the Ottawa Senators. And of course, that's LOSB pricing. So hold off and wait until that link goes live. It should be around Labor Day, they said, that it'll come out. So we're looking forward to that. We've got people flying in. Devin Olson said he's flying in from Newfoundland. We absolutely love to see that. Nick Anderson's coming in from uh, from Winnipeg as well. Wonder if he'll be on my flight. But uh, we're excited to have all the Sen Central citizens at our pre-event, which uh, we'll have more details coming soon, and to see the Ottawa Senators take on the Boston Bruins. I have, I can't believe it. And Pilsy, if he was here too, he'd be saying, ah, I'm actually impressed. You haven't spoiled it just yet. But we got this unbelievable piece of art from our friend Daryl Quinlan. He, he's the best doodler around. you got to go check him out. Uh, Doodling Darren, great handle as well. You can find him on Twitter. And I'm, I'm going to hold off. We're going to release this caricature, cartoon, whatever you want to call it. I want to call it like a movie poster. It looks unbelievable. He put some time, blood, sweat, and tears into, uh, into putting it together. So we're excited to release that. But go check out his website. Like If you're watching on YouTube right now, that's an all-time shirt right there, the Zoom shirt with pretty much what we were talking about with Nick Spence, our Sun Central citizen from Wednesday's show. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun getting these into the crowd, and we're going to have some Sun Central merch coming as well in time for the home opener. So lots of exciting things happening here on the show, including the return of Pilsy next week. He'll be back from his vacation. You know, we've been kind of alternating throughout this offseason, and then it's boots on the ground. It's voices on the mic as we get into the fourth season of the Locked On Senators podcast. Really excited about all that coming up right here on the show. Wherever you follow along, whether it's on YouTube or your favorite audio podcast platform, we appreciate you following along on Twitter as well. You follow the show at Send Central and then on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. So, Stay tuned there for up-to-the-minute breaking news on whether Ridley Gregg will be back and we'll be live-tweeting some of the World Junior action from Friday and tomorrow's gold medal game, maybe the bronze medal game too, depending on how things go. I think the ultimate matchup, right, it's Canada-Finland. Get the two cents prospects for the Finns and then whether or not Ridley Gregg's there, you know, you can see behind me, you got the Canada jersey. Of course, that's who we want to see bring home the gold. All right. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you on Monday for Brandon Piller and Angus Crookshank. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.